Welcome to Frickity Frack, we do talk back. Thank you for joining me in this special episode as Frick learns the name of his Zanpakuto. My name is Patrick and I'm Frack. Uh, Frickity Frack, we do talk back is a show where we will discuss different aspects of fandom and how they relate to the gospel. We'll be going through an episode of Bleach, Thousand Year Blood War, and connect it to teachings from the Bible. This is a special series of episodes outside of the normal Frickity Frack, we do talk back show. We'll continue to do our regular show going through Obi-Wan, and once we're through with Obi-Wan, we'll move on to something different. The name of our show uh, comes from our dad, who dubbed us Frick and Frack since we were kids. So this is the episode uh, entitled March of the Star Cross. The episode starts with the Wandenreich uh, commander revealing to Ichigo that they are in fact Quincy's and the troops attack him and Nell. During the captain's meeting uh, in the Soul Society, all the squads prepare for war uh, because they cannot trust that it will be five days from now. Ichigo faces off against Kirigi, where he has a hard time believing Uryu's attack are weaker than his. Uh, Kirigi uh, enters into a form Ichigo is familiar with because he saw Uryu use it, uh, and Kirigi properly calls it the Quincy Volstandig. Uh, it is a form where Kirigi has glowing wings, a halo, and a sword. Ichigo mocks him as they fight, uh, but then is interrupted by the Tresbestias' Ion. Uh, Uryu meets Ryukin in his private uh, library and says he wants to know what is going on with Quincy's invading Soul Society in Hueco Mundo. Ryukin tells him the answers he seeks cannot be found there. Uh, Soul Reapers are stationed at a gate where we get a lesson in the difference between Soul Reapers and Quincy's. We find out that Captain Kurutsuchi is responsible for the mass disappearances of 28,000 people from the Rukon district to stop the imbalance caused by the Quincy's. Yamamoto blames their current predicament on him because he didn't report the need, but Kurutsuchi blames Yamamoto because he warned him uh, when he encountered Uryu Ishida and the head captain did nothing uh, at all because he couldn't kill Yawak 1,000 years ago. We see... I. We see Ion crushing Kirigi, and when Ion puts him down, he gets back up, heals, and starts collecting Reishi. Everyone starts suffering under it when Ichigo attacks with his Bankai. Urahara and Peshi have saved Adon Chaka. Uh, Uryu and Ryukin run into each other again, and he runs off because Ryukin was hiding something about the Wandenreich and his majesty and his mother. As the Soul Reapers guard the gates, Yawak attacks with devastating blue energy throughout the Soul Society. It turns out that each blue pillar of Reishi contains a member of the Stern Ritter. Uh, the first out shows his power by taking out Lieutenant Kira quickly and the others with him. They declare that they are there to eliminate all of the Soul Reapers. So this is an interesting episode uh, because... The, the story, one of the things that I do love is that the story is moving at a very brisk pace and not, not feeling like it's being dragged down. And even in the small moments where we get uh, some history lessons, especially when they stop and, and have the flashback scene where the sixth seed is talking to a couple of, uh, you know, the, the two Soul Reapers we met in the very first episode... Uh, explaining the differences between uh, Quincy's and Soul Reapers. 
And it's not really touched on very much in these first few episodes. So this episode is, does a great job of explaining the difference between the Quincy's and the Soul Reapers. That the world that we that the Bleach anime slash manga lives in is in a, a constant cycle of rebirth and and death. And so when someone dies, they are put in the Soul Society. But in the Soul Society. Um, if a, a person doesn't do that, they become a hollow and uh, the hollows have to be destroyed by soul reapers. And that keeps the world in balance. Uh, what Quincy's do when they kill a hollow, it extinguishes the soul forever. And so they both believe in fighting hollows, but for very different reasons. And so uh, in this, this episode, it gives us an idea of what, and then I do love that the history lesson also talks about 200 years ago, the Soul Reapers reached out to the Quincy's over and over again saying, hey, listen, this is going to be a problem. You know, we've, we've got to work together on this. And, uh, and instead, the Quincy's apparently rejected this. Of course, this is coming from the people who survived the massacre. So we don't really know if there's anything that, you know, is being washed over just yet in uh, this particular episode. And so, uh, you know, the Quincy's are eliminated because they needed to keep the world and the world's in balance. So there's not a whole lot of fighting in this particular episode. The, the most of it is really displays of power that happen in, in combat. Now I'm, constantly being fascinated by uh, the Vandenreich's uh, use of their powers and how they have been different and which is, you know, we're going to discover uh, because there's going to be a whole lot of fighting going on in the next several episodes. Uh, I'm very excited about them since the, the Sternritter have land has landed in the soul society and, and I mean, they took out a lieutenant. They took out all of his subordinates really easily. Now, I will say Lieutenant Kira is not exactly um, all that great. But, you know, he, he's still a lieutenant. That means he's still quite powerful. So, uh, uh, so, but how they use things differently. And, and now one of the interesting things that uh, Kirigi uh, kind of reminds me of uh, Hitsugaya's Bankai. It's very similar to that. And so that's kind of one of those things where I'm kind of like, okay, we get the themes, but eh, kind of copying. But it still looks great. Uh, and I totally agree with Ichigo on calling it creepy and weird. Uh, I mean, honestly, Kirigi is just weird looking as it is. So calling him creepy is not a, you know, far stretch of the imagination. But once again, uh, this le this episode features top-notch animation. Uh, it is crystal clear. It is high def. Um, they really, really spent the money uh, doing the animation for this. This doesn't feel cheap at all. And I guys, I've said before, I I'm going back and watching old episodes of bleach because I've actually kind of forgotten how much I love it. Uh, and it's been 
but the the first series of Bleach anime ended so long ago um, that you know I just kind of forgot about because there's new anime coming out all the time. I enjoy watching anime. Uh, you know, I'm going through Rising of the Shield Hero. Uh, I always got you know always watching My Hero Academia. Going through Black Clover for the first time as an anime. I, you know, I'm up to date on to it with the manga. Uh, but you know, I'm watching it for the first time, going through it, and uh, you know, just trying other you know stuff out and seeing how it's going. But anyway, so there have been times when I've watched anime that looked really done poorly and very cheaply. Uh, the biggest offense that I can think of is Dragon Ball Super in the first few episodes when Goku fights uh, Beerus. I was like, oh my gosh. I, I watched those. I was like, I don't know if I can watch the rest of this. I read the manga. I've been reading the manga of uh, Dragon Ball Super and have enjoyed it. But, oh gosh, that was just awful. But anyway, so that, that's not happening here. Like, they could have done that because, you know, Dragon Ball Z ended. They did Dragon Ball GT. Of course, they've erased Dragon Ball GT, I think. I don't know. Uh, but then they brought back Dragon Ball Super to do a new series. And, and like I said, the first few episodes, you know, that the animation was kind of cheap looking. And I've heard about that from Seven Deadly Sins. I, you know, same thing happened there. They changed studios or, you know, they had a new season. And the animation suffered. And so this is not happening here. So I want to give that big shout out to this. Uh, and so, uh, you know, liking the, the history lesson and an explanation of Quincy's versus Soul Reapers is always great. Uh, learning the differences between the two of them. And we're getting some some mysteries here because apparently there is something involving the Ishida family. Because like Ryukin is Oryu's uh, uh, father and uh, is also Quincy. And so he knows something. And there's this is kind of some interesting tastes and and things going on here, and I really uh, enjoy laying out the mystery because once you know we discovered that these bad guys uh, were Quincy's, what is Uryu going to do? And now, if you've read the manga, you know what he does. But it's I'm very fascinated by the 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 teases of this. So for those of you who are watching it for the first time and, and getting to experience this. A story arc. I mean, it's just really fascinating and very exciting, and so I'm I'm excited about it and and loving watching the characters, you know, live out their stories. They're not doing anything out of characteristic, and uh, you know, one of those great things I love about Ichigo as a as a protagonist is that uh, he says like, "Oh man, I'm glad Uryu's." Um, let's see if I, I got to say this properly. Now, you'll have to for, forgive me if I say any of these uh, Volstandig uh, names wrong because these are, for me, uh, really complicated names and uh, uh, forms and things like that. And so you'll just have to forgive me if I mess that, these things up. But uh, anyways, when Ichigo comments on Kurigi's um, Vostandig uh, form he says like man I was like I might have had to accidentally cut Uyu down if he looked like this so it's just fascinating that the, the comments like this are, are laying the groundwork so that the Quincy's are going to be natural uh, foils to the Soul Reapers because each Soul Reaper's Zanpakuto is unique does something different 
its form is different and and I really enjoy that and I'm really glad that we're getting to kind of experience these things. And one of the things that I'm I'm really proud of in this is the military tactics aren't dumb. Uh, you know, the head captain Yamamoto, when he tells, you know, as they're going through the briefing on uh, the Quincy Army, the, the Vandenreich, uh, they are, you know, he says, like, we're not going to trust that if they're going to come and attack five days from now. Everyone get ready now. We, we need to be, we're at, we are at war. We're not going to wait for five days to get set up. We're setting up defenses now. And they go about and, and do that. And then when Yawak finds out that uh, Kirigi has engaged Ichigo, Yawak's like, all right, now's the perfect time. And obviously it is. Uh, and so it's one of those things where in combat shows and, and shows where they're, where they're very much an action-oriented uh, anime, uh, sometimes the tactics aren't that great and they're kind of dumb. And, but the other, you know, I hate to rag on it because I do love Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball in general. Uh, because it was it was really kind of my first anime that I, I got into. But uh, Goku and Vegeta constantly give up their upper hand uh, because of pride and yada yada and things like that and so we're now we're like yeah we're it's like oh yeah we're gonna trust the you know the people who broke in killed sasakibe and uh and we'll be good you know we'll, we'll trust them we'll, we'll be ready in five days sure let's let's do some extra training because that's what other animes would do um and i'm not just gonna rule out dragon ball naruto probably would have done the same thing uh, but anywho, uh, I, I love that the the leaders behind both the Soul Reapers and the Quincy's aren't dumb and are being really smart about uh, what's going on. Then we get this this little taste of uh, from Kirigi about some of the stuff that's going behind the scenes with the Vandenreich. Uh, two things happen where one where uh, Kirigi is is surprised by Ichigo saying that Kirigi's attacks are more powerful than Uryu's. Because he's, uh, you know, Kirigi's like, well, that shouldn't be right. But he's like, oh, I might have said too much. But then he also says that, uh, and so there, there's a little tease there that something special coming from Uryu is, is coming out, or is coming about. And then my other thing is that Ichigo is labeled as a special power. Now, uh, we don't fully know what that means just yet. Uh, we're going to find out more about that later. But the idea of Ichigo being labeled as special is not uh, abnormal, especially for a shonen uh, protagonist such as Ichigo or Naruto or um, Luffy or anything like that. Uh because those characters in particular, you know, they're, as I said, they're the main character, uh, and, and Deku even as well. Uh, they're not second rate. You know, they're considered the strongest for a reason 
in those shows. And so they're always going to be the one that are, you know, the main story is going to focus around and their growth and power. And so, uh, and of course my favorite between Ichigo and uh, and Naruto, uh, they always talk about how quick they are at learning things. And it always drives me nuts because, uh, you know, when it comes to learning new attacks, learning new forms, uh, Ichigo and the, when he learns his Bankai, we learn from Yoroichi that it usually takes a Soul Reaper 10 years to be ready to learn Bankai. And Ichigo does it in like a couple days. But like I said, that's normal for Shonen protagonists, except for if they're going to do a time jump when they take time away to train for a certain amount of time. Uh, most of the time, you know, they learn their new stuff in a in a significantly faster time, and especially people. And, and worse yet, for me, uh, and Naruto is you know Naruto is not really explained as being exceptionally bright. Now Ichigo is smart. He's he's not you know. Uryu intelligent, but he's he's all he's listed as not being dumb uh, when it comes to intelligence. But anyways, he learns things fast, and and we come to find out more about that later, uh, why that can happen and things like that. But Ichigo being labeled as a special power, I was like, so you kind of wonder who else is considered a special power? Um, you know, in my head, I actually, I mean, having read the manga, I already know who the answers are, but you kind of have to think. Uh, head Captain Yamamoto. I mean, he's the head captain for a reason. Uh, he's most likely uh, the most powerful Soul, Re- Soul Reaper uh, out there. Um, so you kind of have to think, like, who else would be considered a special power? And uh, those will be explained probably in the coming episodes. Who else is considered a special power? Um but what I what I want to pull back to and and points to uh, the biblical theme uh, goes to the conversation that Yamamoto and Kodatsuchi uh, have with each other when they find out, you know, after they get you know ready for war. Uh, and so the Bible verse that I want to point to, and I'll get to it in just a, uh, the conversation in just a moment, is John chapter nine verse two, where Jesus' disciples asked him. Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? So they come across uh, a man who was born blind, and so they, you know, they ask Jesus, well, who sinned first? Was it him or was it his parents that caused this to be to happen? And so this this ver- Bible verse ties into uh, uh, Yamamoto and Kodatsuchi's conversation. Because Jesus goes on to explain to the disciples that neither one of these people sinned to have him be born blind. In fact, his blindness is something that's going to be used to, uh, for God's glory. Uh, because one of the things that we find out when you study the Bible is that uh, we were originally intended to be born perfect. When we looked at Adam and Eve, that was uh, supposed to be, um, we we're supposed to be perfect. There's nothing going to be wrong with us. But sin entered the world and the human body fell and is broken. And so it no longer, you know, it's not that way anymore. And so people are born with um, uh, issues. They can be born blind. They can become blind, uh, you know, and things like that. And and I'll talk about this briefly. My son was born with a club foot. And, you know, I praise God for surgery and learning about how to deal with those things. And so 
you can't even really tell. There's a slight size difference between my son's two feet. But other than that, I mean, you wouldn't know. He runs all the time. He's great. So I'm thankful for medicine and the learning behind that that led to him being able to um, not have the problems of uh, being born with a club foot. Now, unfortunately, people are born with other kind of um, issues and and things like that, and that leads to other complications that medicine can't, you know, or uh, treatments and surgeries and things like that can't fix. But anyways, but it wasn't because of a sin that we did or Weston did that my son to have um, a club foot. And the same thing with this man. In fact, it's just going to show God's glory that Jesus cured the man of his blindness. And so this ties into what Yamamoto and Kodotsuchi uh, discuss a little bit. Uh, Yamamoto is trying to pass off the blame uh, on, on what's going on to Kodotsuchi because uh, he removed 28,000 people from the Rukon district to balance the world out. And... Uh, he says, like, if you had warned us that we were in such dire straits, this could have been avoided. It could have alerted us. And and Kodosuchi says, like, that's not true. I told you about this potential issue when Uryu Ishida uh, came to the Soul Society as a uh, Ryoka. And you said, and you, you know, didn't take my advice. You... Uh, said, no, nah, nothing's going to happen. And then on top of it, this is all going back to a thousand years ago when you couldn't kill one man. Now they display that the person that uh, Yamamoto couldn't kill is Yawak. Uh, now we don't know particularly why yet, why Yamamoto needed to have killed this one particular person a thousand years ago. We'll as Obviously, as time goes on, we'll find more and more uh, about out about this as it goes on and so but for but they're just but yeah like i said yamamoto is just trying to pass the blame uh Kototsuchi is not wanting to accept the blame and uh and and really we'll find more about this later but anyway so the the big thing for me though is is in our world in our day and age we have um a lot we have sin going on in the world people make mistakes people choose themselves over god and and do things like that on a regular basis but i i wanted this to kind of highlight how let's not pass the buck like yamamoto was trying to do and kurtsuchi trying to do uh and also when people are in dire straits as well let's also not think that it's fully their fault now uh there are certainly times when it is someone's fault that they're in you know you know we talk about people taking on too much debt but we also can think about why are they debt in debt in the first place were they um being preyed upon or you know things like that and and so it's not even necessarily it's a a lot of times when people are in trouble, it is a matter of circumstance and not always of their own making. Now, a lot of times it is from their own making. But I, I point to this scripture that, you know, instead of seeing it's like, oh, well, 
well, how did you get here? Instead, we should look at the person that is coming to us for help or we see that needs help instead of being like, you know what? No, you did this to yourself. You sinned. You're, you're on your own. Instead, think of Jesus' reaction as like, no, God's glory is going to be shown in this. So when we come across those who are in need, instead of being, well, you're not quite good enough. Instead, let's go with the idea that um, God's glory is going to be shown because no matter what your circumstances, Christ died for you and it loves you and wants the best for you. And so we as the church, as the hands and feet of, of God, let us always be working towards healing and bringing about redemption and being brought together back in to right living with God and and not judge where anyone else is come is coming from or has been because that's unhelpful and um, you know as the hands and feet we're just called to help those who are in need so if I were to write this episode uh, it's not necessarily a, a bad episode and the voice acting and the music and the animation are keeping this as a high quality program and the stores move the story is moving at a brisk pace uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, more of what's going to be happening and it's it's teasing enough and meeting my itch enough that it's, it's doing a good job so I'm gonna give this a four um, I would love to see more action um, Ion smashing Kurgi is, eh, I mean, that's probably about as best as it got. Uh, but we're going to be seeing some, uh, this was kind of a, a setup fight episode. And so there's going to be a lot more action um, in these next several episodes uh, dealing with everything because we're going to be seeing a lot of fighting. And it's going to be awesome. I'm really looking forward to it. But once again, this is a setup. So, you know, it's only so exciting. Like if this was your very first episode, you'd be kind of like, oh, is this all that it is? Or is there going to be more? So it's one of those things where this wouldn't be a great episode to drop someone into on uh, for Bleach. Uh, but some fun stuff is coming up, and I'm really looking forward to it. And so for, for me, that's enough is a four. Uh, so anyone with questions for us about biblical lessons that we talked about in this episode or other discussion ranging from anime, comics, or anything in general, feel free to email us at talkback at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at FricketyF or at FricketyFrack on Instagram and Facebook. Please rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, most importantly, remember that we love you. Most importantly, God loves you. And go release your bun kite.